Well, here we are again in uh, this little guitar-filled office in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, coming to you from Stonebridge Church. This is the In Context Podcast. My name is Keith. I'm one of the pastors here at Stonebridge. And I'm Brandon Levering, also a pastor at Stonebridge. Just staring at each other in a windowless room. You know, if there was a camera going, this would look really awkward for It people. would look really awkward. It would but look like know. a rap battle. <laughs> But like a distant rap battle, yes. like a rap battle in the age of uh, social distancing. <laughs> yes, that's right. Don't cross this line. <laughs> I don't spit on me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we hope that you've been enjoying um, the episodes that uh, we've been putting out so far. Um, again, we've been in the Hebrews series um, here at the church, um, and we will be addressing parts of that series um, after certain messages to just fill in some gaps if there's some bigger topics that we're going to be covering. Um, like I know down the road, we're going to be getting into this coming week. We're actually going to get into some warnings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, those are always fun in mm-hmm. Hebrews. What, what do we do with those? But um, but we're also taking some time to address some topics that we think are worthy of being addressed. And the one that we're going to talk about today is one that is, it sounds weird to say this, but one that is kind of near and dear to my heart, which is anger. Mm. So why should we, why are we talking about anger? Why should we talk about anger? Well, I think, you know, we need to unpack that statement you just made. Why, Keith, is anger near and dear to your heart? Now this has become a counseling session. Well, it's okay. Well, um, so... (laughs) Uh, I was an angry young man. <laughs> no. Uh, the the weird thing about anger is um, I think uh, anytime, and this is, this is so, you have to contextualize. The best question in the Bible, well, that's not true. Jesus asked the best questions. But one of the best questions in the Bible is when God is confronting Cain. Mm-hmm. And Cain's really mad because God didn't accept, you know, his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. God's response. God's question is, you know, do you do well to be angry? Yeah, yeah. What, like, what is what your anger good? Yeah. What, what, what are you angry about? And yeah. Why? Like, yeah. what's what is the root of this anger? And then he diagnosed. God, of course, diagnoses it. But that's a great question. Like, many people struggle with some form of anger, and maybe maybe it never comes out with some people. But um, I don't think you know. You get mad. You know, as a teenager, I would get mad at things and. Uh, get really frustrated, maybe grit my teeth, um, uh, maybe pick on my little brother, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but as I got older, some of the frustrations that I had with, you know, things like me not getting my own way or mm-hmm. life not turning into what I'd hoped it would be kind of piled into a, a frustration that never really came out because I never wanted people to think that I was angry. Mm-hmm. But uh, at one point in time, really good friends of mine, they said, hey, you know, the Lord told us, this is, you know, this is one of the, when somebody says, hey, Lord told me this, you're always like, mm, m- maybe, but really, you know, I, I trusted them. They were good friends said, hey, you, you need anger counseling. And I was mm. like, um, what? I don't, not even mad. Well, it turns out I was right. Mm. And so I agreed to meet with a Christian counselor, which is my first interaction with such things. And I began to find out, yeah, there was a lot of sin in my heart that had turned into this really ungodly frustration mm that was kind of uh, underneath, you know. And so over time, I guess as I've become more of an, you know, grown in maturity, you deal with that in better ways, healthier mm-hmm. ways, and mm-hmm. you begin to kind of see when that's coming. Not always, because yeah. sometimes, yeah. you know, you still kind of get frustrated. But um, the reason, so the reason I say it's near and dear to my heart is because I really want, especially 
especially men are more prone to this. I think really want them to know how to spot th- this ungodly anger, this yeah. frustration, this yeah. ungodly frustration, sinful frustration, and to deal with it before you know the people around before you it's have a to deal hold, with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so in, you know, I'm curious. You spent fifteen, maybe twenty years doing youth work. Mm-hmm. Um, is that in, in your observation and experience working with young people, do you see kind of a, uh, a either a rise or just a, con- a constant stream? Like, is this a pretty common issue even for young people today, just from your your own experience? Um, I think there's, I mean, it's always been an issue. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the times have changed that any. The, the root of the anger is probably much different mm. than it used to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always in- encountered that, but again, it's mostly, it's not that girls don't get angry. They just express it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Whereas guys express their aggression more overtly. Girls tend to express their aggression more catty, like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like just usurping other girls around them, like mm-hmm. gossiping rumors, stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. not always the case, but it's mostly the case. Mm-hmm. So the, the anger of women tends to be a little bit, look a little bit cleaner. It's mm-hmm. more passive aggressive mm-hmm. where guys are, st- are, pretty much just aggressive yeah yeah. um so you can but you can identify pretty quickly the kid that flies off the handle throws the dodgeball way too hard at a kid's head Mm -hmm. like never never repentant Mm -hmm. of such things Mm -hmm. like it's always somebody else's fault uh or even the 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 young kid that throws a tantrum every time they lose a game because they can't stand losing yeah right um so i i don't know that it's more prevalent i would almost say i i think I think depression is actually more prevalent now, mm, yeah. um, and it may, that may be anger turned inward, or it may be a sense in which there was one point in time where maybe in society you thought you could achieve your goals via anger, um, yeah. where now it's almost this, you, you know that you can't, yeah. right? It's, I, don't know, I, I don't know, I don't I know. I do how to wonder, that. and I think that, ma- that makes sense. I was just curious what your, what your observations yeah. were. I do wonder if we see kind of a, where anger has been um, a liability, like we 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 know, you know if you, if you're dealing with anger, you kind of know it's not always right. But nowadays, where at least in some public discourse contexts, anger is actually this badge of like the level of outrage or my kind of aggressiveness is seen as something to be applauded to show that I'm not uh, I'm not a coward. I'm not backing down, even if it's you know, uh, and I just think of like you know the social media type stuff where uh, outrage is really the currency of of loyalty and yeah. and power is more important than truth and and so on and so forth. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. One of the things I think that's challenging with the concept of anger is that it's not always sinful, right? Anger is an emotion. Mm-hmm. So what is? How do I? How do we navigate like what healthy? Or just honest expressions are versus crossing that line into an unjust anger, an unrighteous anger, a sinful anger. Um, I mean, you have to start with the uh, the elephant in the room is that God gets angry, mm-hmm. right? So we we have this assessment to say that well, if God gets angry, if <laughs> anger in itself is not bad, then why is it? Why can't I get angry? Mm-hmm. You know, well, Jesus fashioned a whip and chased the money changers out of the temple. You know, 
Jesus was also perfect and was also <laughs> himself like the one who built the temple. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So like you have to be careful. You have to be careful to put yourself in the position of God because God has a perfect standard of righteousness, which yeah. we do not meet. So and the other the other thing about God getting angry is we know for a fact that when God gets angry, it's after a very long time yes. of being merciful and patient with yeah. people. Um, God is never capriciously angry. Mm-hmm. God is always God's anger is always measured according to um, what other people's sin does, both to their relationship with Him and mm-hmm. their relationship with yeah. society as a whole. So, at the very beginning, we need to temper our anger with asking the question: What by what standard am I judging? Mm-hmm. this this particular thing to be an offense against me mm, right yeah the, and that's I, I think that's the first diagnostic I think the the, the biggest anger problem is um, relates to you know we think well you know if God got mad we can get mad too if I'm a Christian I can get mad at sin but you can't get mad at sin in the same way that God gets sure. mad at sin I mean we should be angry that sin is there mm-hmm. however and and this is where it's really important that we understand what Jesus said when he said, you know, by what measure you judge, it will be meted out to you. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so, the 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 scrutiny by which you're judging other other people's wrongs. Yeah. Right. You you better be very clear about what standard you're holding yourself to mm-hmm. as well. And like you said in the in public, this public outrage thing. It's like I'm the arbiter of truth. I'm the only person who's not sinful in my thoughts towards these things. Mm-hmm. So everybody who has a different opinion than me or people who are going in a different direction than me automatically, I have the right to be angry at them because this is a terrible thing. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty dangerous posture to take, I think. Um, well, it's a foolish posture yeah. to take for one, because you don't, you don't always have all of the information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do think it, you know, for, for folks who are maybe prone to really, leverage the anger um uh for folks who are prone to kind of uh, take on that that mantle of outrage or or whatever i think some of the uh some of the the challenges is, is what you alluded to a minute ago we take you know one example of of jesus fashioning the cord and, yeah. and driving out and right. that becomes our like go-to representation of jesus's character and right. ministry right? Right. right um like you said it takes a long the lord does get angry right. he hates sin right um but it takes a long time for him to get there he is you know when he's revealing his divine name to moses and explaining what it means right. on mount sinai part right. of what it means is that the lord is slow to anger right like just that you know there's a place for anger sure you know when when those whom you love are being wronged or when you're being wronged, anger is not a bad reaction, but right. am I slow to anger and abounding in loyal love? Right. Um, that, I think, is just a... That is another diagnostic question. Would people describe me as slow to anger? Mm-hmm. Um, if you never get angry over things that are wrong, there's something wrong there. Like right. you, you, you know, but am I slow to anger? Um I hope people would say that about me mm-hmm. and, and where they're not saying that about me. That's an area I need to work on. Yeah. And, and, uh, Jesus, Jesus did make it very clear, like where his anger was directed towards, like his, you know, when he looks up upon the crowds and mm-hmm. the people who were kind of under the spell of the, of the Pharisees and that kind of ruling class, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 With the Pharisees, he took a, <laughs> a much more direct route. Like you vipers, you yes, brood of vipers, yeah. you whitewashed tombs. 
Um, so, but but again, like what the the point there was, they were trying to usurp the kingdom of God for their own means, mm-hmm. and his patience had worn thin at yeah. that point yeah. with with those people. It was time to to you know, and part of manifesting the 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 kingdom here on earth or making the kingdom known here on earth was to call out what's not the kingdom, right? Yeah, so again, that that level of anger, but the, again, but at the root of it, Jesus didn't have, there was not a root of bitterness in Jesus' heart Amen. when he was doing yeah. that. That was based on his standard. And, and part of what's helpful for me in navigating, uh, trying to understand, and then, of course, evaluating my own anger, is recognizing that God's anger was an expression of his love. Right. Like, can yeah. I say... Right. So he... It's because of his love for his own glory, his yeah. love for his people, his love right. for his kingdom, right. that he was moved to anger when those things were challenged or, or corrupted yes. or whatever. Yes. Is love what drives my rant on Facebook? <laughs> Is love what drives my um, cutting words toward my wife? Yes. Or whatever, you know? Yes, it's uh, love of self. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and, and what? That's, that's a great point. Right. Uh, anger is always serving love of something. Yeah, sure. Um, and so love of self versus love of God or love of other. Um, and, and that really does help put something into perspective when I'm evaluating what's really... It, back to your first question. is it, Do I do well to be angry? Yeah, do you do well to be angry? In yeah. this moment? You, so why don't we just... Why don't we stir hornet's nests here? <laughs> you like to do that. I do. But I... I, I listen... Uh, one of the things that's crazy to me is that you can open up a conversation these days and people will wait with bated breath for you to say anything that smacks of what they consider to be the evil side of the argument, right? Hmm. So if you're on a, you know, if you're on one side of an argument or the other, like both sides are like waiting for you to give a tell and then they're just waiting to pounce, yeah. right? Yeah. But in all things, as Christians, we should set the model for like how do we engage how do we engage with the culture without being angry? How do you lovingly mm. discourse with other people yeah. or, or interact with other people like without it becoming more about um, you and satisfying your own desires, yeah. right? Yeah. So even so let if you were to take, if you were to take whether or not you're talking about like if you're talking about like vaccines or mm. if you're talking about um, uh, you know, racial issues, or if you're talking about um, the economy, or if you're talking about what's, you know, systems of government, or you, whatever it is that you're talking about with someone else, if if you're truly loving that other person, mm-hmm. you, you know, and if you truly believe that you're basing your your opinions, you know, or your, your perspectives on biblical truth, there's no reason for you to be angry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, if the truth is true, yeah. The truth will out, yeah. you know, so we, we patiently and kindly yeah. and, and, and gently, like if you can enter into conversations with people, but, you know, make, make sure to always have in mind that the person whom with you're conversing or interacting yeah. with is made in the image of God, yes. right? And if, if you find yourself getting angry, it's probably more about you wanting to be justified mm. than you wanting God to be glorified, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? I think so. I think that is the that's the rule. I I think we'll find ourselves experiencing exceptions to that. You know, when somebody is just so outlandish and blasphemous. Oh that, no, totally. You know, yeah, but generally, yeah, right. 
and and I think part of it, you know, we've we've forgotten the wisdom of of the book of James, right? Mm-hmm. So this is James one nineteen. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Why? For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Right. And we have a whole generation of people who think, how are we going to produce the righteousness of God? How are we going to save the kingdom? How are we going to convince people? Anger. And, and we're, we're speaking out of anger. Um, we are that, that has become our main source of leverage, our main tool, our, it, it, the whole thing of everything's in, if all you have in your hand is a hammer, everything becomes a nail. And so, so <laughs> yeah. um, we think that anger is what's going to produce the righteousness of God. That's right. how we're going to save whatever aspect of Christianity we think is under threat. Sure. Re- failing to understand that, that it's really quite the opposite. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. Right. Right. Humility, kindness, that's actually the main road. Right. And and um, we, we yeah, that that has long struck me as just counterintuitive to our sure. normal experience, but just incredibly wise that um and, and when I think about people who I've been able to maybe persuade or influence toward mm-hmm. the kingdom of God or toward some issue related to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. My righteous anger has never once won a battle. Oh, um, yeah. But my kindness and humility and love, to the extent that the Lord is so gracious to uh, show that in me and through me, right? That's that's made an impact at times. Sure. And so, and it's not just discourse, right? It's not the only thing. We're not just talking about discourse. We're talking about, um, you know, the primary the primary vehicles in which people express a lot of anger, and it. And it very quickly becomes better in like interpersonal relationships where there's just constant interaction, mm-hmm. either marriages or mm-hmm. you know parenting, yep. friendships, workplace. But but in all those things, again, I I I implore everyone who's listening to to even just sit down and do a little bit of an assessment. You know, if you have if you have time to just ask yourself the questions: When do when do I when do I feel most frustrated? Like mm-hmm. what? What's happening when I feel most frustrated? What things tend to set me off? And yeah. honestly, for me, if I'm if I'm just being honest, the things that always set me off was if I felt like my sense of uh, self, my intellect, my mm. um, understanding, my status, if I felt like I was being uh, demeaned or mm-hmm. or cast aside, or if I felt stupid, you mm-hmm. know, in the moment, that's when I was always the most angry. Yeah. Right. But that's that's it goes back to what the problem with Cain, the problem with Cain was that Cain wanted God to accept him on his terms. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't want to change. He just wanted to say, this is who I am. You need to accept me when God didn't interact with Cain the way that Cain would have hoped. Then Cain flipped out. And, you know, back to James, like later on, you know, he says, hey, what? Like, let's stop for a second and think what's causing quarrels between you. It's because you're selfish. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, I mean, uh-huh. that's all that I yeah. can, I can tell you from experience. Like now, there are some instances of anger where, you know, people have experienced trauma um, at some point in their lives mm-hmm. and that gets pent up and it comes out and that's, that's understandable, but it still has to be dealt with in a, in a godly way. It still has to be dealt with in yeah. a holy way, but it still usually comes back to sense of self. Something's been, something's gone wrong. There's been a, 
switch that's been flipped or a wire mm-hmm. that's been crossed and how that person perceives themselves. Mm-hmm. And so then every time they're slighted, they feel like they need to make sure to defend their own honor. And yeah. th- that's really, I think, what a lot, not all, that's what a lot of anger comes down to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, even addressing the question, you know, like you said earlier, there are things that it is right for us to be angry about. But scripture very clearly says, be angry and, and do don't not sin. sin. Yeah. So mm-hmm. evidently those things are, they're, they're, um, they're able to coexist. I mm-hmm. can be angry about an issue, but what would make it sinful anger? Like yeah. I can be angry about abortion, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. But me immediately wanting everybody to die who's ever participated in that yeah. is sinful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I should want those people to come to a knowledge of salvation through Christ to repent and then to be part of the restoration of, yeah. of uh, healthy, you know, children. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah absolutely. Not, not the opposite way. So that's that's where I think you just have to deal with, you know, that that question that God asked Cain. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why yeah. are you, basically, why are you angry and is it going to, is it good for you? Yeah. You know, you know one of the, a, a questionnaire, a diagnostic that somebody gave me years ago that I found helpful at times when I'm processing anger is understanding anger as kind of a blocked goal. Like mm. there's something I want mm-hmm. and you or whatever else has stopped that, yeah, has impeded it. Mm-hmm. And that's my reaction is anger. And so mm-hmm. thinking through, and usually for me, that goal has to do with control mm-hmm. or expectations. Mm-hmm. Like those are the, like I thought something was going to happen mm-hmm. and it didn't. Right. And so now I'm ticked. Right. Or, uh, and, and usually with that, that, that exposes my lack of control over the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, then I feel insecure. And so I clamp down and try to reassert my control via my anger. Mm-hmm. And uh, but just thinking through that, like, what am I, what am I mad that I have now missed out on? Right. What was it that I expected and wanted from this relationship, from this situation, from this moment that now didn't happen, such that I'm ticked? Um, and and asking, you know, that helps me answer that question: Is it do I do well to be angry about this right now? Mm-hmm. Um, was that thing a legitimate desire? Um, and if it was a legitimate desire and, and, you know, it's a legitimate reaction to be angry. Okay. Now, how do I, what do I do with that anger in such a way that I honor God and I honor the other person in the midst of it? Um, and, uh, um, you know, Ephesians four is really helpful on, on that quoting the, you know, the verse you alluded to a moment ago from Psalm four, but, um, you know, putting away. Having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we're members of one another. Do I recognize the context of relationship I've got? Uh, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Right. And just recognize, okay, so when I am angry and I sin, or I do let the sun go down on my anger, what have I done? I've given the devil an opportunity. Right. I've given the accuser of the brethren a chance to tear apart the body of Christ sure. because I'm too stubborn to love and to forgive or, or to at least move toward forgiveness, which right. is what he continues to talk about, right? Right after that, um, I 
flipped my page, so I no longer have Ephesians 4 <laughs> in front of me. Um, but the, the forgiveness that we're called to have, that's that, right. uh, that reckon. Do I have a heart that longs for and desires reconciliation and forgiveness? Um, or am I so concerned about my rights, my expectations, my goals, my dreams, mm-hmm. such that any threat becomes a liability and I am just willing to fly off the handle? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And answer the, you know, some, if some people are like, Hey, what would Jesus do? Well, maybe he'd fashion a whip. Maybe he would, but maybe he would also not return reviling. Yes. For reviling. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's a few places in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And and that, I mean, that's, that is a good place for us to land on is, is like, like you said, and again, it doesn't cover all anger, but one, again, your diagnostic questions are good. And I would say another one that, even takes it deeper is what do I perceive that God is not giving to me in yeah. this moment? Yeah. Cause that's really that's what it comes down to. If yep. God is sovereign, if God mm-hmm. is the deliverer of all, if every good and perfect gift comes from him, as James says, mm-hmm. then when we are frustrated in that situation, we're angry at something we might, we might, we might, it might be something good to be angry about, mm-hmm. but maybe let's ask the question. Am I, am I frustrated that God's not giving me something I feel like I deserve? Yeah. And, um, like, uh, what is my, what is my hope for the outcome yeah. here? Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Um, again, like if you have more questions, please, uh, email us. Uh, uh, you can send us anything, anything you want. We might not cover it, but we might. So with that hopeful uh, piece of information, thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye.